Welcome back to another market update brought to you by the team from Mercado.com.au. This week we'll be covering off on livestock, wool and grains. We'll have uh, Matt Dalgleish and Robert Herman. Uh, myself, Andrew Whitelaw, I'll be covering off on grains. I'm just going to jump into it straight away with the, the grain market. Uh, over the last week we've seen ASX uh, rise by about $12, which is pretty good for farmers who have managed to actually produce something this year. However, volume on ASX was pretty low. It was about 17,000 tonnes versus uh, close to 60,000 for the previous week. But it is uh, definitely the market is uh, is really kind of range bound between that sort of three hundred and fifty five to three hundred and seventy dollars a ton for the coming harvest. But we have also seen next year the red crop edging up. So we've actually seen January twenty twenty one rising up to just shy of three hundred and forty dollars a ton, which compared to this year is not that great a price. But we don't know if next year is going to be a a massive crop or uh, another drought. So if if next year is uh, a good year, we could see that $340 a tonne would be a pretty good price. Also, one of the things we've been looking at on Mercado is this uh, spread between Kansas and Chicago. Historically, Kansas would normally trade at about a premium of about 3% to Chicago. At the moment, it's trading you know, around about a 24% discount. And uh, it gives a potentially a good opportunity for a form of spread trade where you effectively sell Chicago and buy Kansas, which leaves you with just exposure to the uh, the actual spread between the two contracts. So if that uh, spread from Kansas to Chicago comes back to uh, where it's normally been, you will uh, profit. Not necessarily a hedge, probably more of a, a speculative play, but uh, yeah, definitely something that is worthwhile looking at if you've got a bit of spare cash and you think you know the markets will return to normal or at least uh, Kansas will return to its normal spread to Chicago. The big focus will really be on weather. I think the crop is what the crop is now. It's going to be another bad year, uh, but the lie detectors will be out in the paddocks in the next couple of weeks, and we'll just see what happens. And, uh, yeah, the only thing that we can be certain of is there'll be a fair amount of volatility over the coming, uh, probably the coming, well, coming four, five, six, twelve months, really. So I'm going to pass you off to Robert, who's going to fill you in on the wool market. Thanks, Andrew. Well, let's talk wool. And um, again, I feel like, um, I think I've said this before, bearer of bad news. So this week we saw the wool market have another shocker. It was, wasn't entirely unexpected because la- um, last week Fremantle, which always sells late in the day on Thursday, um, had a pretty weak finish. The, the big questions, I think, uh, not so much, you know, why is this happening right now, but what does it mean longer term? And I think what we can safely say is that demand for wool is quite weak. So at a time we've got a record low sheep flock, we've had uh, record low offerings of wool and, and certainly record low clearances to the trade, yet we have this massive fall in the market. And this week it was about a 6% fall. Last week, we're up 4%. I mean, this doesn't make a lot of sense and it's causing a lot of concern. I noticed that AWEX said that uh, the uh, sellers were quite concerned and and, uh, uncertain about what was going on. I can guarantee they're not the only ones because buyers are also concerned and uncertain about where to go next. The passing rate was huge. In fact, in Sydney, there was talk about at at the end of the week, almost 60% of fleece wool was being passed in. It was about 33% passed in 
for the week across all three selling centres. Um, again, Western Australia were a big contributor to that with passing in the, uh, a total of 40% of the bales they were offered. So the question is, where's demand gone? I had a look today at the amount of wool we were selling for this same period, so July to September in 2017, and the market wasn't that dissimilar. I think the 19 micron indicator ranged from about 1,800 to 2,000 cents, but we're now a little bit cheaper, so the, the 19 micron indicator is running at about 1,600 to 1,800 cents over these last three months. The problem is, though, that we're selling 40% less wool than what we did in 2017. So that begs the question of where has all this demand gone? What's happened? I mean, we were told when the market was running up strongly that it was all on the back of stronger demand and, and new customers and, and new products. Well, I've never seen that sort of thing vanish as quickly as what we've seen in this last few months. So it's going to take some time to figure out, but we'll keep watching it. The other thing that um, was worth looking at this week was um, the sheep market. And I know Matt's going to talk more about it, but that's a strong contributor to wool, pro wool growers' incomes th these days. And, um, and that's, a, that's a real bonus. But what it's going to mean is that wool growers are going to continue to focus more away from that specialty wool and just on wool, which was sort of the the trend of the 90s, 80s, 90s and 2000s and they're going to look at uh, more, uh, a more balanced sheep and a, uh, a dual purpose sheep. So uh, finishing off on wool, let's hope next week I've got something better to say. Over to you Matt. Thanks for that Rob and given Rob said I'm going to be covering sheep, I better jump straight into it. Uh, the big thing this week we looked at uh, export flows for lamb and mutton and particularly the strong one uh, for mutton has been a big increase. If we look at um, mutton flows in July when we normally see a seasonal low, we, we're actually seeing from July to September mutton export volumes uh, to China jump 208% and that's flowed through to mutton at the sale yard. We've seen the last few weeks mutton increasing. Uh, generally speaking this time of year uh, your mutton tends to soften uh, the sale yard but um, that export demand coming out of China on the back of um, the big protein gap uh, caused by uh, African swine fever is um, significant. And I think uh, over the next few months we're going to continue to see those volumes growing for our sheep meat exports, um, particularly into Southeast Asia. Looking at beef markets now, uh, markets have pretty much gone sideways for the bulk of uh, this week across the country. The big uh, thing to look at with regards to beef is actually in, in offshore markets we've seen, and again, look, it's African swine fever related to a degree. We've seen a, a continual surge in the 90CL um, beef export price into the US. So what's been driving that is, um, is reduced supply coming out of New Zealand and Australia into that US space. Uh, obviously, the US and, and um, or the Australian and, and New Zealand supply of beef is actually getting sections across into China because of the demand coming out of there. So uh, the net result of that has been that um, 90 CLs uh, hit 7.40 cents. It's the highest it's been since uh, September of 2015 when it got to 7.44 cents a kilo um, uh, CIF. Uh, so look, that, that's something that's going to continue to play into the hands, I guess, of processes within Australia. They're going to be continuing to make good money while those beef export prices are up there. Um, and that's going to mean that the sale yard level, uh, they're going to be around sniffing around for value. Um, so any dips in cattle markets for the next few weeks, they're going to be actively buying, which is a good thing. Uh, the, the downside for cattle is obviously um, still not enough rain across much of the country. So um, you can't expect prices to rally too far. It's, it's sideways trading uh, for the next few weeks. For cattle markets and that's about it i'll pass back to you thanks andrew thanks robert and matt for the updates if you want to help out this podcast uh, we'd love it if you could uh, help share this with your friends and family and colleagues whether that's on twitter or on email on facebook bebo or myspace or wechat 
Uh, and also, please leave a rating or a review. It would be really handy. I uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Hope you've got, been informed. Hope you have a safe weekend. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.